Hello, everybody. Welcome back once again to another episode of the Knowledge Group Podcast, offering you a forward look at what you can expect to hear from our Knowledge Group webcast. And on this particular episode, we're going to be joined by our speaker on the November 17 webcast, kicking things off at 12 p.m. Eastern and lasting for an hour. We'll be talking about the right stuff, deploying modern analytics for today's critical data challenges. Now joining us on an interview-style podcast, we have Rob Hellowell. More information about the webcast can be found in our description box, as well as the website for details about how to sign up and how to tune in, whether that's on demand or live. Don't forget about Podcast 25 when used at checkout, which will get you 25% off that very first paid webcast registration. Once again, Podcast 25 can be found in the description box along with everything else. Without further ado, we'll turn things over to our speaker right now. Hi, Rob Hallowell. I'm Vice President of Advanced Analytics at Lighthouse, and we are the group that delivers different analytical solutions to our clients, really trying to leverage data science to solve um, some of the legal community's challenges. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rob. To start, um, in terms of barriers to AI and analytics implementation, as well as data challenges, there seems to be lots of conversations and noise around data challenges. What do you think, what do you see as the most critical ones today and in the future? Sure. Yeah, you know, this is something that we struggle with every day. Um, you know, this is new technology and, you know, unlike some of the technologies that have traditionally been used in the legal community, these ones are a little harder to understand. You know, the algorithms that underlie the models that we use for things like TAR and other types of classification are, are really complex. And, you know, when you have a hard time, I think, understanding, you know, the underlying, you know, technology or, you know, algorithms, it's, it's just a little bit of a leap of faith to you know, trust that those are actually delivering, you know, the, the results that we wanted to deliver. And I think that's just a little bit of a struggle for people. Um, what we end up typically doing is relying on the results and just having good validation around that to help overcome it. But, you know, again, this is new technology. You know, a lot of you know, lawyers especially haven't seen this type of um, thing before. And I think that's really just one of the challenges. It's kind of the, the challenge of the unknown. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And with the rapid innovation in artificial intelligence, there are a lot of solutions available, yet there still seems to be resistance to adopting AI and analytics. So what are some of the barriers to adoption that you've seen? Sure. Yeah, it's it's hard. You know, again, in, in the legal world, you know, change, I think, comes slowly. And the way that we've approached a lot of problems, especially at the time, you know, hard to believe that it was over 20 years ago when I started to practice law that most of the way that we process data was to read it, you know, sort of document by document. And, you know, that's an approach that we've carried through as much as we can. But the, the problem is that the, you know, the volume of information that you have to go through as a lawyer now has just exponentially grown. And to sort of take that manual approach is hard. But at the same time, it's kind of what everyone is used to. And when you've got a process that's, you know, worked for many, many years, even as it becomes to be kind of unrealistic to continue that process, it's still hard to make that change and to sort of give up, you know, this idea that as a lawyer, you know, my judgment really has to be applied to every you know, single document that I look at or everything that comes across my desk, you know, and, and thinking of sort of trusting something else to 
make that decision or kind of act as a proxy, that that's just, again, challenging and it's a little bit of an obstacle for a lot of people. Thank you so much. Um, so we'll move on to the analytics landscape and how do you strategically, excuse me, deploy them. So much like the pro, excuse me, proliferation of data, there has also been substantial growth in AI and analytics. So what types of analytics or analytic tools are you using or encountering? And then how do you know when to use them? Sure, great question. This is, I think, where we have a little bit of an advantage, you know, as these new technologies have been, you know, developed and used around the world, you know, they've been adopted by a lot of other industries. And so in, you know, marketing and in a lot of different areas of business, you know, the search engines that we use to look through the internet and a lot of the other technology that touches us from day to day, you know, we, we've all had exposure at this point to some of these analytics. And the more exposure that you've had in other settings like that, I think it makes it a little bit easier to understand how those could be applied to the legal challenges that, that we face. You know, again, a lot of technology, I think, you know, TAR or technology assisted review was the gateway analytic for a lot of lawyers. And, you know, they've seen that it can be very effective in pulling down really large data populations and helping identify key documents. And the more experience that we have with that, I, you know, it's just another kind of leap to, to realize that, hey, there are other types of, you know, classifiers that we can build that will find key documents for us or identify privileged documents or junk documents. Again, the more exposure I think that we have to those and, you know, TAR being the one that, you know, most of us saw first, I think that, you know, once that has, you know, since that's been accepted by the judicial system and is really coming into more common use, it again opens the door for these other types of analytics that we're starting to see. Great, great. And with that, not all analytics tools are created equal. So when investing in analytic tools, are there certain features or insights that might provide more mileage? Um, how much does the underlying AI matter? Sure. And I think the, you know, the answer to that one is easy. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it matters a lot. You know, just like there are different types of tools, you know, that don't relate to analytics, you know, there's always a better tool for the job. If you, you know, try to use a hammer to solve every problem, you're probably not going to get too far. And that really you know, is similar to what we see in the analytics world. You know, we have models that have been around for decades at this point, and then we have, you know, technology that's just developed in the last couple of years. And depending on what problem you're trying to solve, you know, it's, you know, again, it's not a great leap to kind of understand that a more powerful, you know, more recently developed analytic is often going to be the best one for the job. And, you know, that doesn't happen every time. Sometimes that you know, 40-year-old hammer that you've been using for a long time is great for pounding in nails. But if you've got to screw something in, you know, or attack a problem from a different standpoint, it really does um, make a difference which tool you're choosing. And, you know, in the legal arena, a lot of what we're doing is around data classification and identifying, you know, those needles that exist in the haystack. You know, tools such as, you know, natural language programming, you know, or commonly called NLP tools, for example, are much better at understanding the context that exists in text than some of the more um, just mathematical based tools that are, you know, indexing words and counting how many times that they, you know, might 
show up in a, in a certain document. You know, as we've understood more about how humans communicate and we've developed, you know, algorithms that are better at understanding that context too, you know, that's just going to be a much better um, model that, you know, it's something that is based on that versus um, some of these older algorithms. You know, that's just one example I can think of. That's great to know. Thank you. Um, with using analytics to improve process, we often talk about new technology, but what about processes as data gets more uh, dynamic? What's something legal departments could be doing from a process perspective to prepare and combat modern data challenges? Yeah, this is something that kind of relates to the question we talked about before. You know, even when there are new technologies, those technologies still have to be incorporated into this process around, you know, discovery and reviewing documents and some of the other tasks that, you know, are taking place within our um, clients' legal departments. And again, some of these processes have been around for a long time. You know, this idea of just taking data, processing it, you know, throwing it into a platform where we can turn loose, you know, dozens or sometimes hundreds of attorneys to review it. If, you know, we're, we're going to leverage the power that these new analytics and tools have, you know, we have to change that process. And the good news is that the change is usually very positive. You know, if you have a tool that is better at identifying key documents, that means that you'll need fewer attorney hours to, you know, process that type of data. Or if you have tools, again, that are, you know, pinpointing um, different types of, you know, privileged or junk or again, you know, relevant type of documents, you know, the more the machine, you know, and the algorithms are able to take off that human process, you know, that is so expensive for our clients, there's just a huge win there. And I think, you know, once you start to realize that, it's, you know, easier to take that step and, you know, adjust a workflow or a way of doing things that's been around for a long, long time. I think most of our clients are driven to do that change by the savings that they see and then the, the reduction of hours it takes to, you know, accomplish tasks that took just much, much longer, you know, even a few years ago. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. And one last question about leveraging data for decision making. In terms of the AI and machine learning approaches, we've discussed they can potentially provide very sophisticated assessments of data. So if done correctly, how can we use these insights to be more strategic? Yeah, um, again, another great question. You know, one of the, you know, the issues or the trends that has been a challenge for us is that, you know, we still have this basic job of having to look through data, you know, determine, you know, what kind of legal issues or risk might exist. The challenge has been that that volume of data just continues to grow and grow and the different ways that, you know, we see that data are changing too. You know, we typically, you know, just a few years ago, we're very focused on just email, you know, on, on the legal side and, you know, Word, you know, Microsoft type documents. But, you know, there's just been a huge proliferation in collaboration tools and, you know, text messaging and, you know, each one of those new communication streams has to get analyzed somewhere. Um, I think what we're really trying to do is, you know, recognize those types of issues and figure out the technology that is going to work best. And, you know, if I have to review 10 times more documents to solve a legal issue that I did, you know, 10 or 20 years ago, I really need a technology that's going to help me do that. And that's really, you know, what at Lighthouse and, you know, other 
providers to the legal industry are trying to do is to leverage the tools that are going to work best, you know, to lead us to key documents and, you know, identify risk as it exists, you know, in, in what we're looking through. You know, the, again, the faster we can do that, the better tools we can deploy. And there's just really been a proliferation of, of much better tools in just the last, you know, four or five years. And again, this is just kind of a major focus that we have right now is being able to use those in the best way. Key takeaways on uh, what do you see in the horizon with AI and in regards to our conversation that we just had? Yeah, thanks. I think that the news is actually really good for both you know, lawyers you know, on the law firm side and also in you know, corporate legal groups. You know, the good news is that as these tools develop, as AI gets better and as it gets more accepted in the legal community, it's really going to create a, an improvement in you know, quality of life in the way that we do things. You know, the, the volume of data that we have to process and review you know, as part of legal matters is going to continue to grow. You know, that, that is just a trend that is not going to change. And, you know, nobody loves wading through and having to read through thousands or tens of thousands of email each day. That's really, you know, not what lawyers like to do and what people like to pay lawyers to do. And the good news is that, you know, that's something that technology is really good at, you know, taking massive amounts of data, sifting through it and, you know, leading us to insights that, um, that we can use. And, you know, the machines are never going to replace that key, you know, the wisdom and the experience, you know, of a lawyer in understanding, you know, how to process that information and turn it into something that can be used as a, you know, legal defense or to analyze risk. Like that part of the job is not going away. It's, it's not going to be turned over to robots. But that manual process of sifting through all that data, you know, that is something that the technology is really good at. And you know, AI will continue to develop and to iterate in ways that will make it better at better because it's just going to have to, you know, it's going to have more data to have to sift through. And at the end of the day, you know, what lawyers will continue to do is to take the insights from that data and um, apply their judgment and knowledge to it in the way that only they can. I think that that's what I see in the future is again, you know, more acceptance of these different types of technologies, better technology, and that really leading to just um, better results for, um, for our clients and the legal community in general. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group Podcast. Don't forget, more information about this webcast can be found in our description box below, along with a link to take you to the full agenda for the program on November 17. We hope you can join us at 12 p.m. Eastern or register to get a copy of the recording if your calendar is full. However you choose to listen, we hope to see you there. And until next time, this has been another episode of the Knowledge Group Podcast. Take care and bye for now.